0: Hang on! Hang on! Fight! <laughs> Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast. Real quick, we've got a voicemail from our friend Spencer Parks with a unique memory that he associates with the Planet of the Apes songs.
1: Hey, Greg, it is Spencer. I am listening to the Planet of the Apes episode most of the way through, but I had a couple of comments because I will forget if I don't call in right away. Um, Let's see. Battle for the Planet of the Apes. The planet, the, the, the people... Versus the apes. I also have been lucky enough to see this live uh, at least once. Um, I don't remember anything specific about it, um, but what I do remember is more just the other versions that I've heard of this. Uh, there is some just fantastic banter when Flansburg is trying to split the audience. Uh, I don't remember which version it's in, but I remember him, like, really giving this one woman hell. Um, now is not the time to be an individual, oh it's so good and then i think there was another guy who wouldn't move and he's like you you've your friend has hit rock bottom oh it's it's good stuff um uh and uh let's see the next song was beneath the planet of the apes and i feel like i must have been playing mario 64 when i was listening to this album i think that would make sense because for some reason every time i hear the song i have an association of playing mario 64 it was one of those, that level where there's like, there's water, but it's like this industrial room you're in and there are those like huge ass insects that are like walking across the water and then the water level changes. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, so that's the visual that I have every time I hear that song beneath the planet of the Apes. No clue. I must have just been playing it at the time a lot, probably. Uh, that's all I got to say until I finish the episode, and then maybe I'll have some more things to say. But ooh, and that bass, that bass slap so hard—it's so much fun. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye,
0: Spencer. I know exactly which Mario 64 level you are talking about. Thanks for calling in again, dude. Uh, anyone can call in at 224-801-2930. and with that, on with the episode. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with first-time guest, Sophie McKenna, and we're going to talk about the song, I'm All You Can Think About, off of the Spine Surf Salon EP. Here we go! Do you recall someone you haven't thought about? In a long
2: time That one with the tiny face Is he now on your mind? I was never much in your life But now you can only think of
3: me When you're concentrating on someone
2: else
0: You can only think of me Your attention wanders when you're trying to read You can only think Sophie, hi. Hello. Hey, first things first, the the Johns have are, are expanding their UK tour. Are, have you gotten tickets yet? Are you going to see them?
4: Oh, I've committed hard. <laughs>
0: yeah. But- <laughs> I, I,
4: I got a bit ever excited. I may have booked for nine of the dates. Nine of
0: them.
4: <laughs> yeah. Woo. I know. It doesn't come around very often. In my defense, I originally booked yeah. the, the first five that they announced and then... They're the ones who threw a spanner in the works and decided to announce even more <laughs> dates. And I decided I couldn't commit to that. I think there's like 11 or 12 total. And I, you're doing I, nine I, of couldn't, them. I couldn't do all of them, but <laughs> instead, just a healthy nine, you know. You're, just you're a in, normal nine. You're in London? <laughs> yeah, I'm in London, so it's really easy. So, obviously, two London dates, Bosch, that's perfect. There's a Cambridge date. I can do that and, like, get home over like fine immediately afterwards uh luckily i have some friends died about the place i have a friend a really close friend who lives in bristol so that's another one of the dates done i have a friend who lives in belfast so <laughs> yes i am also gonna fly over and do the <laughs> belfast show i couldn't resist um and the rest will just travel about yeah. you know because <laughs> really i
0: mean okay so you're taking a plane to belfast so how long of a flight is that not long right
4: Ah, oh, super speedy. I think it's about about
0: an hour. Yeah, I know. I think sometimes us Americans don't realize just like how big our country is. I mean, we're not like you know Russia or China or something, but you know, you could fit England, uh, you could fit the whole UK many times over into America. So that yeah, doing yeah. doing nine <laughs> shows in the UK is a lot less travel commitment than doing like nine US shows, really. <laughs>
4: i think that's why i couldn't resist it i knew i knew i could do it well we've got until november to figure out the logistics anyway
0: (laughs) and um yeah do do you know a lot of uh team bg uh friends over there or are, are you going to be meeting anyone in person like one of those like online team bg community friends are you planning to meet up with anyone new in any of the cities
4: yeah, so I, I have a friend who I've managed to persuade to tag along to a few of the shows, not all nine. Yeah, <laughs> I think they've committed uh, three or four. Um, so yeah, he's going to come over um, and like we're, we're, we're good friends, but we've never met before because he lives on the Isle of Wight. So that will be good fun and we can bop about for a bit. And yeah, hoping to meet some people, you know, people, you know, there's people around the sphere, yeah. around, around the, the, you know, tmbg matrix so yeah hopefully you know the front row gang will all be right and chatting and hanging out yeah that's the plan (laughs) this is me basically publicly announcing i'm gonna try and talk to you if you're going to any of yeah
0: hey there you go yeah uh, (laughs) out of all the uk people i've had on the show which is quite a few at this point i'd say the most ingrained into the tmbp Mm -hmm. family is abby for sure abby bash i don't know if you have ever met abby but i'm I'm pretty sure she's going to at least a couple of the ones that you're going. Oh
4: yeah, we had a little chat with Announcer. I know she's super buzzed about the Nottingham show. Yeah, so definitely minimum. I know there. <laughs> that was big for
0: her. They're coming right to her. It's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I met a handful of people in person for the first time at the Indianapolis show, and I mean Indianapolis. I mean it's it's not a small city. But it's like, you know, it's a Midwestern city. It's not like New York or something. But a bunch of people that I not met in person, I posted a, a photo not long ago of that show. I managed to round up a crew to get a picture of guests that had been on the show. But yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, like Abby I've talked to her so many times like I know her so well at this point and have never met in person I don't know when that could happen but hopefully
4: sometime hopefully well I admit I did something a bit wild so last summer it just felt like they were never gonna come back to the UK and then obviously, the dates have been rescheduled so much you know like eight nine times by this point so I actually bought some tickets secondhand for the three New York shows mm. in January, mm-hmm. and, I, I, and I went to those. And now it oh, looks really overdramatic that <laughs> I, I did that, because they're now coming to the UK in November. So now I look like really uh, uh, committed to the cause, shall we say, that yeah. I did that. But in my defense, you know, summer <laughs> 2021, it felt like they were, you know, Blasberg kept saying online, you know, it's like so hard yeah. to travel in europe and there's all these problems so i was like ah got it. i'm just gonna go to new york and now i'm like Oop.
0: now had you been to the u.s before
4: like 12 times in the same uh, yeah, i've been once before i went to new york like about 10 years ago so really long time ago so it was really nice to go back like
3: yeah
4: as, uh, on my own as an adult and like yeah and i met like all the you know new york gang yep. there so that was Oh, just the best experience ever. Cool. I'm so I'm still so glad I did it. Yeah, it was amazing. nice to see them for the first time, like on the home turf, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to do multiple shows in the Midwest uh, mm-hmm. or uh like even when when you get up more west, like the the bigger cities get further and further apart. So like I know uh Amber Cheney who had been on the show before, I met her for the first time in person in Indianapolis. And she lives outside of Cincinnati. But so she drove, I think, uh, two hours and changed to Indianapolis. But like she went to Columbus, and that's like a couple hours for her, I think. Which other ones did she go to? But yeah, for each one of those, you'd be driving two or more hours to get to every show. So it'd be a lot more of a travel commitment and gas. Prices and all that, yeah, and well, and and I mean, <laughs> yeah. or being able to take no, off work or whatever, either. like that, you know.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, it gets, yeah. It's not a day trip.
0: <laughs> it, it gets a little, little tricky. Yeah, you know? but you know, and and also just when when you have kids, it makes things more difficult too. Having to, you know, if you're having to arrange babysitters for like nine shows in a row, that you know, yeah, a little, it's a little tricky. Yeah,
4: a bit, a bit more tricky. Yeah, that's the, you know. I live on my own, so I was just like sod it. November is a write off for <laughs> work or anything else. I'm clearing off for the month of November.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know very much about <laughs> you, yeah, but what uh what do you do? Your your uh,
4: actually um I work on the well, not on the radio, but I work for the radio. Oh. Um I like help manage um like it's commercial radio, so we have loads of like competitions and things. So I'm the one who speaks to you know, like if an um, airplane company want to give away a holiday or whatever, um, I'll speak to them and speak to the radio people and make it happen. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Some behind the scenes. Very fun.
4: <laughs> yes. It's, it's very behind. Everyone I say to, they're like, oh, you're on the radio? I'm like, oh, no, no. They, they don't let me like loose on the airwaves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I win those plane tickets? Hey, Miss DJ, yeah. I thought you said we had yeah. a deal. <laughs>
4: I know. I'm not the DJ. My hands are clean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, tell us your uh, TMBG fandom story. How uh, how did you get into the band? Like, how old were you? Would you hear first? All that stuff.
4: Uh, so I feel like in, in hindsight, I can tell that the universe is just screaming at me for years to get into TMBG and... I was just a fool but not paying attention. I didn't listen for years like that. I would, I clearly bumped into them so many times and I I'm I'm actually really bad at listening to new music. So I was always like, Oh, I'll make a no and and I never did. Um I think the first time I ever heard of them was probably in two thousand and eight. Like I really got into John and Hank Green when they started their YouTube channel. And oh, okay. like John's favorite band is the Mountain Goats and Hank's favorite band is They Might Be Giants. Um I feel like, you know, John Green talked a lot more about the mountain goats. He gave like specific things to get them into. So mm. I kind of went went down the mountain goats path. Um, you know, not not saying you know it's Hank Green's fault for not introducing yeah. me to that as the name, but you know I was I was the first time I definitely heard the name, but I never really looked into it. And then oh, I just I, I definitely heard the name over over a few years. And I think that the first time I remember like really actively. Uh, like, noticing it and then, like, engaging. So Birdhouse was played in an episode of this programme that was on BBC One called Peter K's Car Share. Um, It's a classic BBC programme. It's really great. They made... 12 episodes total <laughs>
0: as the bbc
4: but, um, likes to do <laughs> <classic. laughs> Cancelled promptly. Um, but ba- <laughs> uh, there basically is a program that like two colleagues who have to car share to work and like they always have the radio on and like there's there's like, a huge soundtrack that was listening to songs and in episode two uh like they play birdhouse and they sing along and they name drop they might be giants and i remember recognizing the name at the time and being like know i've heard the same like 20 times over the past 50 years i've, I've like finally the light <laughs> bulb went off and i and i started to look into them and then very shortly after that so this is in uh 2020 so bbc4 used to like play reruns of top the pops all the time mm-hmm. uh, just in order like they started at the beginning and they were just playing it in order cool. for for years because yeah. <laughs> it was obviously on for decades and I was just like channel hopping one day this is like the deep depths of like horrible 2020 lockdown and I happened to turn it over and they literally were introduced, it was Top of the Pops 1990 and they were introducing that they might be giants mm. like Birdhouse mm-hmm. Top of the Pops performance and again I was like oh my god it's this band so I was like, I have to <laughs> stay and watch this I, like, I swear it was like I've been transported back to 1990 and I was like discovering them for the first time, like watching that performance, you know. But yeah. like, I don't the the Like I could tell they were like playing with the very silly format of that they full studio to and lip sync it in a really wild way like on the day and like just right. that performance. Oh, I was so, I was like enraptured. I felt like I'd truly gone back in time. Like, I could have been in 1990 like watching it and discovering it. And then I think that was probably the first time I'd like actually seen the band, what they looked like. And it was immediately after that, I was like, you know, that was when I, you know, I I took the diving board in. Mm. (laughs) I was, that that got me. And then I found out later that that day that that rerun was on and that I, I watched it, that was the same day of the 2020 KMSU. uh, They might be playing, they might be Uh doing marathon. It was that day. So it was happening at the time and I didn't know, like, uh, it was, it was meant to be. Yeah, like, we got there finally. <laughs> the stars were
0: aligning. Yeah, you know it, it's funny. I think you know I've definitely played some Hank Green covers. You know, he's got some videos. I've played some of his covers on the show. You know, I've never actually gone after him as a guest. It seems like that seems like an obvious <laughs> one. Should. I should try for that. That's- I think you may have and this is unusual that I hear a like completely fresh uh like origin origin point for getting into they might be just
4: right? <laughs> I don't
0: think I've ever heard anyone say that that was like the the starting point you know, even though it maybe it was the top of the pops, the viewing and all that yeah. kind of coming together. <laughs> but like actually, I think that's the first time, not the first person that I've heard that is into them and seen them play, you know, seen him play on his channel and stuff like that. But as being like the first place you remember hearing about them. So props to you. That's, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fresh one. I'll take that badge. <laughs> you know, because, yeah, I hear so much about uh, Tiny Tunes with people that are my age or Malcolm in the middle or yeah stuff like that um but yeah also just it's different now in the you know people that grew up with YouTube because you're how old are you I'm 28 yeah okay <laughs> all right so yeah, so, yeah so
4: I was like I was like 14 when in the 2008 like yeah when that when that was done so not not like super young but not
0: you're right. Right.
4: Old, either. <laughs> But YouTube was
0: around. I mean, stuff, music being spread digitally was, you know, was a lot more conducive to stumbling upon uh, weird stuff that is not really like breaking in the mainstream, <laughs> but is, you know, around, you know, on YouTube um, being spread by, you know, fellow weirdos and stuff being spread around. So that's cool. But um, I mean, Mountain Goats are my second favorite band and John John Darnielle has been on the show. I'd love to get him on again. I don't know if it'll ever happen. He's oh, a very...
4: That would be a dream. Man. <laughs> he
0: was on the Apartment 4 episode, if mm-hmm. you have not listened to that. That was a few years uh, ago at this point.
4: I have. Great, great, great song choice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love <laughs> that, that. That was a journey, <laughs>
0: that whole one. I mean, it's he's still to this day the uh, the only person I've had on who the call had to be arranged by one of their managers. <laughs> like I've gone through managers for people before, like Open Mic Eagle and uh, some other people, but uh, usually it's like the manager at some point or the PR person or whoever it might be at some point is like, well, okay, I'm tired of being the middle person here. I'll just pass you off. Like this is their, <laughs> their email or whatever. And then, you know, I, I, Called him over like a, a Google Meets call or something, but yeah, which <laughs> I was actually on the phone is a three way call with this management person. And yeah, you heard that episode as a whole thing about like, the call dropping and all that. It was a I
4: oh, know, I remember. A, like, stressful... I remember being so... Oh
0: my god.
4: Oh, oh no I remember being like when I found out about the episode it was like, oh the two two best musical things in the world yeah. colliding and then when i started to listen to it and you were describing how like difficult it was i was like oh no yeah. <laughs> <The> worst, <laughs> it was crazy the worst
3: thing
4: that could have happened i was like, this is uh but you know it all worked out in the end it was yeah. all grand
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i could see it being a possibility to get it on again like on occasion like and we've talked and like we have talked directly over like twitter dms and stuff like since we've talked like you know, I've his his DMs are like you know locked, but since uh, I got ex you know I message him on occasion uh, about stuff, early. you know. Yeah. But yeah, like, but it's hard to find a point where like, oh, he's in between album cycles because he's always putting out an album. Like, there's always. Something going oh, on with the mountain it, goats. It's, it's ne-
4: insanity. It's never- if they're not on tour, they're recording. <laughs> they're just putting out random stuff. Like the man is unstoppable. Yeah, like it's, even it's... like the sheer the sheer. I think if you added up the number of TMBG and the mountain goats songs, you know, including like everything they've both ever recorded. Like you would happily have enough music to, to listen to for the rest
0: of your life. Yeah, sure. that's <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking I was thinking that same thing when you were talking about that. Like just going off of the recommendations of uh the Green brothers, like if you just were like, I'm too lazy to like search out anything else, these guys mentioned they might be giants and the mountain goats, you got plenty to listen to. <laughs> I got
4: plenty. I know. I didn't quite realize until just now how much clearly I uh I remind musical taste to John and Hank like, so thank you. So, like
0: the Mountain <laughs> Goats, <to> themountaingoats.net, <laughs> the which used to be a fairly comprehensive fan site, it's still up. The song catalog says there's 525 songs in his database, but I'm thinking that this isn't fully up to date. What does it have here? For yeah, albums? I think there's.
4: If, hmm. I think the website, unfortunately, I think it got taken down, but there used to be a page called The Annotated mountain goats Uh,
0: okay yeah this one is definitely not up to date
4: yeah we think we've tried to figure out how many songs there are and i think oof um complete oh i think the website's back complete song index um it doesn't say how many it's just a really long list but yeah i think probably the same with tbg it's like minimum a thousand
0: yeah, this one's way out of date. The only, The newest album I'm seeing in their album list is Heretic Pride, which was 2007.
4: Oh, that was, yeah. So, yeah, this <laughs> is
0: probably, I don't know if you could double that amount of songs, but, yeah, this is 525. I would guess he's probably creeping up on 800 songs or something like that. <laughs> I mean, he's still putting on an album almost every year. He's not quite at the clip that he was in the 90s with all the cassettes and stuff like that, but... Um, yeah. A lot of tunes there from three guys named John.
4: I know. And then, you know, Mount of Goats, the, the drummer's technically called John. You know, there's been other Johns throughout, you know, TMBG's history. Like, it's clearly the name to be. Yeah,
0: and John, John Worcester... I was
4: reintroducing to them.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. And John Worcester, the, his drummer, just quit Super Chunk, Like, his original... i know the original band yeah that was crazy i'm not really (laughs) sure definitely
4: but then i'm also not surprised because he's in three bands he was seeing super chunk and he drums for in the bob mold band Mm -hmm. and then the mountain goat so like the man is on tour constantly i think he goes home about three times a year so it was a bit like you know i think he he probably had to give up Something at some point, like is, is yeah. Just too much.
0: Super Chunk is kind of they're they're more of an off and on again outfit for sure, <laughs> but I I'd love them. um If you don't follow John Worcester on Instagram, I would highly recommend it. Um, oh yeah, a lot. It's of, my
4: goal in life to be his new worst friend. Yeah. that day that happens to me, <laughs> that will be. I was peaked. Yeah, being on this podcast—that's the TMBG dream. <laughs> then getting the name check from Worcester—we've—we've we've ticked them both off. Uh, right. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so we're talking about a song off of—it's a fairly deep cut, being that it's an EP, um, the Spine Surf's Alone EP. I would say is—is—it's a—I mean—it's a, a, I mean, a top tier TMBG EP in that, I mean, they put out a lot of great songs on EPs throughout the years. Like there's a ton of classics from the Electra era. But this one is special in that it contains no songs that are found on proper albums. So it's like it's one of the most worth owning out of all the EPs because there's no repeats. It's not like in the Electra days, you know, you'd put out an EP to like promote the single and you'd pad it out with some other songs. But here, like this is all it's all fresh material. I mean, I'm all you can think about made it onto the DVD of Venue Songs, but really, this is, I mean, this is where it's found as far as audio, I guess, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, Are you a fan of this EP as a whole?
4: Oh, 100%. I'm a huge The Spine and Spine Stuff Alone Defender. Because I think, I think with, you know, with other albums, like, you know, there's been the discourse and the change, change in opinions over the years. Like, you know, there's, you know, Everyone's saying, "Oh, people didn't like John Henry when it came out, like blah blah blah." But now everyone like, clearly agrees it's, you know, one of the best things they've ever made. And, you know, like is Mink Carl good? We've had that conversation a million times. But I feel like the spine in this era is so underrated. And I am, I am flying the flag for mm-hmm. the album and the EP. <laughs> I think they're both brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a, <laughs> a lot of crap so for. Uh, I've gotten a lot of crap for being critical of the spine, but I. I it's 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 not a bad album, but I've I've made this point before, and it's it's been quite a while. I would say that the spine could have been better if uh because I always say it's it's too consistent, it's too samey throughout. And I've made this point before that if they had taken some songs off of Spine Surf Sloan and The Indestructible Object EP, which were all right in this just very short time frame, and thrown on like uh, am I Awake, Onto the Spine Throne, uh, You Know, I'm All You Can Think About, Now is Strange, Scullavin. I mean, Spine Surf's Alone. I mean, all these, if 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 you had made The Spine longer, like a super long track list, like, you know, Apollo 18 and John Henry, like super long track list, and <laughs> put some of these more bizarre songs sprinkled in amongst, amongst the other ones, I'd probably say The spine's one of my favorite albums, because, I mean, The Spine has so many bangers, but to me it needs it needs the the weird you know the skull in it needs you know the the <laughs> random dancey track of am I awake? like that would man that would have uh, kicked it way up in the rankings for me
4: I mean you know I won't lie I wouldn't complain if the album was longer because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the songs you just mentioned yeah, they are obviously bangers, but I do like the spot I think it just it has a goal. And I think it does perfectly do what it sets out to do. So it's like sure. so I'm just really in the mood. It feels like a very autumnal album. And when you just mm. listen to it from start to finish, I'm just like, Oh, I'm so happy. But I feel like I've also seen some people like some criticism of the spine. They're like, Oh, you know, like stalk of wheat is so like random. And you know, that's like one like, of my favorite songs. But, like, but then, you know, like if it wasn't there, then you'd be really complaining. Cause that's, you know, that's one of the little bizarre ones. And,
0: I've said that before too. It needs more (laughs) stock of wheats in there. (laughs) I mean, because Mink Car is one of my favorites. And like if you went to the Mink Car track list and you took out, man, it's so loud in here, and Mr. Excitement, and I've Got a Fang, and uh, Wicked Little Critter, and you just, and Mink Car, and you just left like the power pop kind of songs. Mm-hmm. That's like basically what they did with the spine. They're like, let's subtract all the weird mm-hmm. like genre experiments and just have a rock album. And yeah. you re- like it succeeds in being a really good rock album, but it's like the opposite of Minkar. Like Minkar just like threw everything in there in the spine. They subtracted everything and relegated to these two EPs.
4: And, <laughs> well, that's what uh, I find really interesting. Cause yeah, like, the People who don't like Mink Carr say it's like too bizarre and too out there, and you know, blah, Mr. Excitement, bad, blah, blah. but then, like, then they say the spine's boring. I'm like, what do you people want?
0: Right, it <laughs> just can't make you, happy.
4: <laughs> make you happy. I think to me, if I look at the spine track list, you know, I think if you put memo to human resources, bastard wants to hit me museum of idiots and like it's kicking in those are four completely different songs and like i did it like yeah, yeah they're chucking stalk of wheat right at the end just to mix it up like it's got variety mm-hmm. it's got but the, the flag is flying the flag is flying
0: it does have variety again <laughs> yeah. this is all in relation to their other stuff like i'm relating like the spine to minkar like the spine is samey compared to minkar but as far as it's most bands go as far as most bands go compared to other rock bands, it's still got plenty of weirdness. <laughs> but the weirdness yeah. as far as they might be giants, the weirdness is dialed down. Yeah. It's yeah. it's still I'll, weird. I'll
4: give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> but then then it means all the the weirdness and the spookiness, it all gets condensed into this one bloody incredible E P, yeah. the spine's left alone. It's just it's just fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's a weird one and it's cool. The seven tracks um Seven tracks in under 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 11 minutes and 38 and seconds.
4: <laughs> like you could theoretically mash the whole EP in with the spine and you'd still get a fairly normal album runtime.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, actually down in Indianapolis again, which is like an hour, hour plus from my house. I was down at the zoo with my daughter today. And on the way back, I listened to it three times in a row. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> a- and another album, and and all the time that it took me to get home. But yeah, like The Other Side of the World, Canada Haunts Me, just like random little tiny songs. Spine Surfs yeah, Alone, I mean, that's five. a great one. Spine Surfs Alone could be twice as long oh. for me. Yeah, now it's strange. Fun Assassin, a cool one, being that it's one of those tracks that features lead vocals not by a, a John. Um, well, johnny craig johnny craig another another yeah, no. john <laughs> yeah from uh uh space hug um sings that one i've done is that the only spine Surf alone track i've done yeah the yeah yeah this is only the second uh episode on a spine uh surface alone track oh there we go
4: yeah. See, I told you, I'm flying the flag for this era. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm all you can think about. Is this uh, your your favorite song on the EP?
4: Um, probably yeah. But then I'm one of those people who just kind of gets attached to sort of the first thing you hear, and it was probably the first song I heard, like through the video from this EP, and then probably listened from there. So, you know, I'm gonna be real. That might be a factor as well. But I do think it's it's super fun. It's it's the longest song on the EP. But again, that's it's not great competition <laughs> considering yeah, how short sure all the other ones are. Two, two minutes, 31 nice,
0: seconds. It, it's, two, a, yeah. it's an epic <laughs> yeah. two minutes and 31 seconds.
4: <laughs> but, you know, it's a classic, you yeah. know, Linnell stalkery, obsessive narrator, but it still feels really different somehow, even though you could argue that's a, a common theme. But yeah, I just think it's a really fun random little one which is why
0: i picked it yeah we got some some funny voices in this one too this ep is full of funny voices yeah we yes. got plans we're v-
4: in silly voice the territory spine, <laughs> the spine,
0: <laughs> so and then skull <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>, of <Skullovin works laughs> the and i mean fun assassin then you've got different vocalists i mean yeah this was this is the uh yeah. this is the uh, what band is this uh ep <laughs> i can't tell who this is uh yeah, it notes in the the wiki that back in the uh, team in the dot com, I think in the, like the clock radio days, this was listed as only think of me, and then that I mean that title makes more sense as far as the lyrics go. Only
4: think of yeah, me I, I, I admit for ages it, it it took so long to get the actual song title stuck in my head because when I just thought of it, I would just always think you know you can you can only think of me or you know like yeah. oh, why didn't they call one. it that
0: why didn't they call? It? i mean i'm all you can think about that phrase is not in this song anywhere
4: not even in the song but it's close enough that it, it can bamboozle you still you yeah. confused i with.
0: also noticed on spotify they have it listed as i'm all you can think of
4: oh well that's a plot twist for whatever reason
0: <laughs> um you know, I didn't take a look at the, the back of my actual physical EP of this. I'm pretty sure that says I'm all you can think about. But on Spotify, for some reason, they botched their own song title there. But um, I'm all you can okay. think about. Why didn't they just call it <laughs> Only Think of Me? It makes a lot more sense. Uh, I mean, he says that like 30 <laughs> times in the song. 30. You can only think <laughs> of me. You
4: maybe know. that that thirty first time just too repetitive. No, Got to name the song something else. At least you know it wasn't a single. Maybe the title wasn't yeah. Wasn't maybe upon their list of priorities at the time.
0: <laughs> Is it? Would it be the name of another popular song by chance? You can only think of me. Let's Google that and see what comes up. Mm. Nope, popping up with anything <laughs> obvious. Yeah, I, don't know. I just can't think of any reason why they wouldn't have called it that. Because like Santa's Beard, they still called it Santa's Beard, even though they found out that there was a Beach Boys song by that name. Yeah. Um, but I don't I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm all you
4: can think of. Yeah, about. and obviously there's like 8 million albums called Join Us. So it doesn't it doesn't seem to bother them to no. <laughs> have a, a bit of a repeat going on. Yeah,
0: there. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, so this song has it's just the Johns and Marty. So we got no Dan Miller, we got no Danny Weinkoff. Uh it is like big Linnell track, piano, organ, that bass, <laughs> saxophone. Oh <Bam>. man. <laughs> I'm a sucker for Linnell's just like honking low saxes. <laughs> just like following the chord progression through a song just like
3: mmm, it's
0: like my bread and butter right there <laughs> uh, what are your favorite things musically about this song before we get into the uh, the lyrics the stockery lyrics
4: um i love the sebastian guitar solo in the middle yeah. and i love that even in the video that the, the that little tiny faced guy, yeah, gets yeah. his guitar and thrashes out the solo. <laughs> I think that's fun, it, it breaks the song up a bit, and it's yeah, it's a very like bombastic song in general. And then it, it hits you with that, and then like you do, you then got like the, the booming saxophone mixed in as well. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, bombastic, yeah, the word I would describe it as.
0: <laughs> and it's got a lot of different feels, like a lot of short sections, it moves very quickly from one section to another. Um with parts that have more that, that that D minor feel, but then it gets so happy on like the outro the Yeah, it goes to F major, which would be yeah, the relative major of D minor. Um but like the the main like climbing progression, the D E F G A B flat A yeah and then and then back to and then back to D minor. It's a very cool, uh, evil, kind of like creeping progression. Like it's it's just kind of like creeping upwards very slowly, and all these kind of syncopated changes, like dun 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 dun, dun. like all the changes are on uh or at an offbeat instead of on the beat. So it's very kind of propulsive and uh spooky
4: yeah it makes it sound like quite quite a panicky song
0: <laughs> yeah yeah kind of like anxious like anxiety kind of uh inducing thing yeah and um i love the uh get yeah, going along with the kind of off uh off the beat rhythms there the you can only Think of me, you can only. I love how like it doesn't matter that you get that awkward phrasing there with the. You can only think of me. You can only think of me. Like it just like crashes right into the phrase again. It doesn't matter. The the maybe that's where
4: the 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 title came from. Just It's not even in the song.
0: It's. yeah, it's it's just all these cool little parts, some that are like kind of more um like the piano the intro, kind of more like sparse and it gets real thick with that saxophone. and it it's spooky and then it gets real happy. Uh, it's it It goes a lot of places in two and a half minutes.
4: It does. I think it also sounds very like show tuny. And a bit Broadway in a sense, like uh, I can imagine it. I can imagine it being performed okay. in such a way. and it, it definitely dips it, but well, I feel like it dips in the air. It goes a bit jazzy at some points. So again, like at the end, like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> like Ooh. suddenly we're on stage
0: Jazz yeah, it's a little like <laughs> phantom at the beginning Getting a, like a little creepy. And the lyrics are definitely creepy too. Um, what uh, what's your so what's your take on the lyrics here what What's going
4: on here? So my take is that the narrator's completely deluded, and the person they're singing about literally hasn't even got a clue what's what's going on. I think <laughs> the, the narrator's imagining someone you know he says you know haven't haven't seen in years. And like they think they have this power to make this other person, you know, obsessively think about them again. Like I, I saw like quite a few of the interpretations on the wiki saying you know, that are the guy's like a hypnotist and he's actually making him do it. But I, I actually just imagine like um be like the narrators, you know, in a in a pub at a piano and they're like bashing out this song in this kind of like rough Tom Waits kind of vibe and they're like you know singing their heart out and like about this and you know the person they're age is singing about like they 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 don't know what's going on you know it says you know <laughs> your apparent nonchalance I'm, I'm like it's real nonchalance like it's not happening <laughs> this person's not obsessively thinking <laughs> about them I think I think it's all just it's all just fantasy and they, they wish they wish that the person they're thinking about is actually obsessed with them after, you know, 25 years. But I I know that's, that's the way I I see it. I think it's, it's literally all in their head. They're not, they're not a hypnotist. They don't have the power. He's not a
0: hypnotist.
4: (laughs) hypnotist. (laughs) No, we've moved on. (laughs) This is nineteen (laughs) 1992.
0: Yeah. I love the uh, kind of, I guess contradictory isn't really the right word, but the like every other line that you can only think of me like it it goes against everything he just says. So like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was never much in your life, but you can now you can only think of me when you're concentrating on someone else. (laughs) else. You can only think of me. Your attention wanders when you're trying to (laughs) read. You can only think of me. Yeah, totally deluded. I love the first, the very first thing on the interpretations page is hehe. Linnell is the creepy one, smiley emoticon. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Savage review. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the interpretations also seem to be like saying this is uh, a bit autobiographical and based on people <laughs> stalking Linnell and thinking about him too much. But I, don't know, I think it's a bit too overdramatic to be. Based in any kind of reality, yeah.
0: Because that, yeah, that would I think be the this opposite. is very yeah.
4: like, narrator. They like said like, not necessarily say Broadway, but you know, like this is this is very fictional and fun in my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, yeah, that very first one, they're basically saying the opposite. But that. that that does seem like something funny. It would sing. It would seem like a really odd thing for Linell to sing about like literally someone who can't stop thinking about him. Like that just seems too on the nose for a <laughs> Yeah. I like. And I
4: also feel like he just wouldn't be interested in that. <laughs> yeah.
0: hmm Yeah. He, he, yeah, I think he would just not even want to think about that. Let's not, not bring that up. Cause yeah, apparently <laughs> there has been some weirdness and there's, I've heard a couple stories. I don't know how true they all are, but, uh, yeah, it definitely seems more likely that the unreliable narrator, which is something he taps into, mm-hmm. oh yeah, a lot, seems like a lot better guess than straight up some woman that can only think of him. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> and to to back up my my theory, you know, in in the video, there's not even anyone else in it. Like, the person they're singing about, you know, it's it's just that person with a tiny face. And, they you know, they're appearing everywhere, but they're not appearing to anyone. So, I truly think, you know, they've just gone off the deep end. They're, they, yeah, they're obsessed with this person, and they're wishing that this person was obsessed back with them. But, yeah, sorry, mate, it's just not true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the tiny face. And then the, the, the cartoon face. literally has a tiny face on this big... Big head.
4: (laughs) head. My my favorite bit of the video is right at the end when the sun pops back up from the horizon with the tiny face. Like, I don't know why, but that just cracks me right up. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, the story here is yeah, we should tell people who haven't seen it. It was on the DVD for Venue Songs. Um, And let's see. In Submodern Report in 2004, uh, Linnell did an interview and talks all about learning to use Flash. He he says, uh, quote, On the Spine and Surf's Alone EP, um, I don't think this has been advertised very widely, but there's a Flash video that I made in my spare time. I taught myself Flash last year, and it's really humble. It's like my very, very humble crude drawing style applied to Flash video for one of the songs that's on the EP. And I'm just finishing up another one while we're on the road, and we're going to put that one up on the site. They're funny and kind of sweet, but from a technical standpoint, there's a reason why I play in a band. (laughs) It's a fun thing for me to do because I can do it on my laptop while I'm on the road. Flash is really easy. In case anyone doesn't already know that, it's really easy to make funny little cartoons with Flash and make a video for your song using Flash. That's basically what I've been doing. So he's promoting Flash here quite a bit, which is not a thing anymore. It's Flash.
4: All right r.i.p flash yeah watching this video makes me so nostalgic for that
0: like early
4: to mid 2000s internet watching flash videos playing flash games oh
0: homestar runners big thing that comes to mind for me with flash (laughs) videos (laughs) um yeah it is funny because we all assume and i think pretty accurately uh that flainsburg is the guy that's kind of for the most part, steering the ship for like other aesthetic decisions. Not that Linnell doesn't have any say in them, but I think it's probably like a lot of it's like Linnell is like, What do you think about this kind of thing? And then uh or Flanes where he's like, What do you think about this kind of thing? And Linnell just like, thumbs up, you know. <laughs> just yeah. Go ahead. Right? <laughs> and like Flanes being like the social media guy these days, like, man, and they're just posting constantly. Like, I can't imagine how much Flane's just like checking on like ticket sales and stuff like that. Like it's he's it's, it's really just does a lot of, a lot of work outside of actually writing songs. Well, Linnell, it's like I made these two videos uh, 15 years ago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: in 2003. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the other song he's talking about is whence that wince, which is a song that, I don't think I was even aware of until researching this song. Had you seen that before? Wentz the wince. the only, it's only been released on YouTube. It has not come out. I don't think on a purely audio format at all. I think it just exists for, <laughs> with that video. Had you ever heard that before? <laughs> Had you ever seen that?
4: I'm not, I like stumbled upon it at one point. But yeah. It's one of those, it's, it's so random and it's, it's one, yeah, it's not it's not stuck in my mind so much. But I think I probably found it through, you know, seeing, Oh, there's John Linnell did a video for the song, like, Oh, we did another video, and that's probably just how I ended up finding yeah. it. But um, and it, but it's, I like. it's interesting that that, right. that video Yeah, oh yeah, and I definitely had never yeah, this is so,
0: wait, this, this is, is they're okay.
4: their classic fifties digging out very obscure songs and Yeah, randomly covering them like fifty years later. Walt (laughs) Kelly's
0: "Songs of the Pogo" and it features uh, Robin. This on the on the description on the YouTube video for it, it says it was on the Venue Songs DVD. When's that? When's that was on the? That was on Venue Songs.
4: Oh, according to the wiki, it says it says in the description for the video on YouTube, it says this song and video are from the Venue Songs DVD. Right, which is incorrect.
0: Yeah, that's that's not right. Yeah, oh I'm looking again on the wiki at the DVD listing and no. Yeah, so oh no. it, it Re- just...
4: You know what that means? It means they just have to reissue venue songs and add this video <laughs> and then make it widely available to purchase again. Because everyone's oh, buying no. DVDs these days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly certain that I don't have Wince That Wince on my spreadsheet. Not that anyone would pick uh. it. No one has requested it. There's No, it's not on my spreadsheet. It's uh,
4: oh. oh, no. We're truly treading new ground today. <laughs> I'll say.
0: I mean, I guess I should add it. It's one of those things where it's a, it's a cover. Like, they've got covers that definitely deserve their own ep- episodes. I mean, Istanbul, for one. Why does the sun shine? You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's these big covers that they've done as as tracks on, like, proper albums. But, like, this one, is anyone going to pick it? I mean, I guess... You know, let me just put it on there. Here, let me just put it, um, I don't know. I'll put it between the Spine Surf Salone and Venue Songs here. <laughs> okay, insert one row. <laughs> <laughs> Whence that wins. Okay, so it's on there for anyone listening. Then yeah, look, that's your favorite TMBG track. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: I don't even know what to label it as. Well, yeah, according
4: to the wiki, yeah, it just says released on YouTube. It truly is a loner song. Yeah. It
0: doesn't
4: have any, any song friends, any releases.
0: <laughs> All right, well, it's on the spreadsheet now. If anyone's dying to talk about it. Someone
4: listening, please pick it. So you have to talk about it. <laughs> uh,
0: in the video, there's some random text in the video. From uh, Marcel Proust, *Swan's Way* Ooh. du côté de chez *Swan*. I don't know how to speak French. Um, <laughs> <Me
4: neither. laughs> in search of
0: lost time. It's it's got yeah. these I mean, why? Do you have any guesses as to why Lena would have put that in there?
4: I mean, from from my very brief research on this piece of work, it seems a lot of it is about memory. Which is a TMBG theme, yeah, a very recurring theme, but
0: poor memory, not mostly. really
4: in this song, ironically, yeah. <laughs> like, this song isn't really about memory, so I don't uh, know I mean <laughs> I mean, I guess
0: you that could remem- say the person that, the person they're singing about has no memory of them is it is what we're yeah. we're guessing lack of memory lack of memory
4: trying to force someone to remember but
0: or the narrator is the one they have this very strong memory of this person and thinking that it's reciprocal and we're saying probably not um it's it's one of those old old literary references that the johns love to throw Mm -hmm. in there that uh most of us were just whoosh, you know right over our heads there
4: yeah it's it's a very french piece of work shall we say <laughs> yeah i
0: mean yeah complicated. but Publication, yeah
4: let's look my very very brief looking up it seems like it's it it seems really to go in depth about involuntary memory mm. so things you know cute things Cues in your everyday life suddenly make you remember things. So, I guess that's kind of what the narrator in this song wants to happen. They want this person they're obsessed with to, you know, see something and be like, oh, what about that guy from 20 years ago and start thinking about them again? So, it's kind of like that's what they Mm. want to happen. Mm -hmm. Again, like our theory is. That's not actually what's happening. Yeah. So I guess that's that's my very tenuous connection.
0: Yeah, because right before it comes <laughs> up in the video, so there's the tiny faced guy thinking about it. All right, no, he's. He, I guess he's thinking that the other person is thinking about a cat. <laughs> then thinking about <laughs> then, then thinking about him, <laughs> and that's the whole thing. I guess you know while you're trying to read. I guess is that is that the spot where that specifically comes up where you're trying your mind wanders when you're trying to read? Yeah. Yeah, your mind wanders while you're trying to read. So the person uh is is picturing their I don't know obsession. Their person is reading uh Proust <laughs> and their minds wandering <laughs> while they're reading it and and then I, the I won't face
4: for that. i think i won't i won't begrudge their mind wandering when <laughs> tackling <Princeton>.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's in french the the little bit that it shows in the book it shows the french and then the book all of a sudden the two pages have the tiny faced top hat man on the pages <laughs>
4: <laughs> i hate it when that happens to my books <laughs> i know
0: right they're reading, yeah, so this is the first volume. It's a seven-volume uh, uh, novel that was published between 1913 and 1927. So uh, maybe this maybe this person's an academic. I don't know. Who else is going to be? <laughs> who else is just reading this casually? You know, it's just some light reading. Yeah,
4: that's, that's more of a literary project. I don't think this is a, this isn't an airport read. <laughs> right.
0: On the beach, getting a tan, reading some. Bruce.
4: <laughs> yeah reading some 20th yeah. century french literature it's yeah yeah you've got to be you've got to be really in in the mood in the zone to read that
0: <laughs> i like how I'm, wikipedia says this early 20th century work is his most prominent known both for its length <laughs> it's known for being <laughs> long four thousand pages and uh in the theme of involuntary memory so i i guess that could be the connection is that they're thinking that the person is just randomly thinking of them. So it's just like they can't help themselves. They're thinking yeah. about the narrator.
4: Well, they wish they were. Yeah,
0: well, right. well,
4: maybe I'll come back to you in 10 years after I've read this and see if I can find any connection. <laughs> right.
0: At least that, that first volume, you know.
4: And that's very true. I could, maybe could technically get away with just reading the first volume. Right,
0: narrow it yeah. down. Sure that right. would
4: still take quite a hefty
0: joke of time <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah great lyrics I love, I love all the little scenes they paint here yeah the when, when your mind's wandering when you're trying to read you're trying to order in a fancy restaurant you're like mm-hmm. let's see i'll have the uh the scallops and oh that tiny faced man <laughs> Just can't help but think of him, <laughs>
4: hey, that could be a French dish,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, every time you're making an important speech, maybe you know they're they're presenting at a conference about this Proust work and all the research they've done on it, but then, oh, the tiny faced
4: man ah, the tiny face I just can't
0: escape the draw, the allure of the tiny faced top hat man. The
4: tiny face. <laughs> Uh, oh, the tiny face in the top hat. Oh, it's <laughs> it's so funny. Like the the video, it just it just perfectly captures it. It's so funny, and again, that makes it makes it such a such a comedic song. I think it's I think it's really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that juxtaposition of like these kind of the spooky core progression and stalkery lyrics. And then you've got just this little like <laughs> close to being like stick figure <laughs> animation. Yeah. <laughs> by really
4: goofy. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's a, it's a rare bit of, of, of TMBG. Uh, it, it's a very rare thing for Linell to, uh, I guess, you know, spearhead the, the visual aesthetic of some part of, Their work, like single handedly doing this little animation, is uh, yeah, it's it's I mean, it's not one of a kind since there's whence that wins, but I mean, really, it's it's uh, that famous, right?
4: (laughs) I, I, I truly feel like it's like you know, obviously, this is when Flash is you know, just becoming a like really big thing, really accessible thing, but like he found out about it one afternoon. Just was bored and had free time and just like bashed out this video just like like he bashes out a song <laughs> like, right. and was just yeah just showed his plans like yeah i made this video and I was like oh cool like right. <laughs> just like never did anything ever again i could just truly imagine that that was the process like he just suddenly found himself four hours later and was like oh i just made a music video <laughs> yeah
0: and and for that song and then that's probably the only reason that it went on to you know the venue songs DVD, like it's not a venue song, it's just a song from that same era, and yet like that was the one that inspired him to make a little cartoons. Like yeah, throw it on the DVD, yeah. sure. We're pre- we're pressing it on up. the DVD, we're pressing up these DVDs. You know, let's put it on there. Sure, doesn't have any doesn't have anything to do with the venue songs. You know, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Linnell is the kind of guy that seems like he's always wanting to learn stuff and i guess learning flash was that you know for him one day that was what he wanted to learn
4: <laughs> that was yeah, that was what grabbed his attention that one random afternoon <laughs> yeah.
0: um they've never performed it live it seems like one that could i mean with like a horn trio behind them
4: like, can you imagine if they like crack this out on the tour? Like, I would lose it. Would, like, it would I'd just be ass. insanity. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine?
0: This is one of those that I mean. It seems like it's you know fairly well known in the fandom and and well liked. I mean, it's it's ranked hundred. It's ranked at one forty four on
4: I know the wiki, which it's so high, <laughs> which for
0: a non album like a non LP track, I'd say is pretty high. A fair amount of people have have ranked it.
4: Um yeah, no Yeah, I looked at the ranking earlier. It's only one below the Mesopotamians and one mm. higher than Whistling in the Dark. That's yeah. I I really like the song, but that's that's some pretty uh, spicy rankings we got there.
0: <laughs> For sure. But yeah, it's it's I mean, it's one of those instances of uh, you know, how many people rank it like 191 people oh. Gave the average eight point eight one to Mesopotamians, while only seventy two people gave the eight point eight one to. I'm all I can think about. I mean, technically, it's it's tied with Whistling in the Dark and Mesopotamians and oh, and okay, Trouble, yeah. Awful Devil, Evil and the Lady and the Tiger and Which Describes How You're Feeling <laughs> demo and uh, <laughs> Los demo, Angeles and Stormy of songs. <laughs> and Stormy Pinkness. Those are all the eight point eight ones on there.
4: <laughs> wow, that is that is a true medley of songs right there.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine a set list with, with, yeah, imagine them coming up with a set list where they're like, this set is all songs that are ranked (laughs) 9.02. All right, so here's Miss Bluebeard, Unpronounceable, Sense Around, I Should Be allowed to Think that Bells Are Ringing. That's a good group of songs. Well, wow,
4: that's a bagging set list. Yeah. No, someone note that down <laughs> quick. And
0: for the second half of the set, we're gonna play songs that are ranked let's go what what do we see if we get into the sevens? Because I mean there's a lot of high rankings on here. Seven songs that are seven point nine eight. So you're gonna hear oh, that would just be Robot Parade and Birds Fly, but those are two good ones too.
4: No, <laughs> two very different songs. Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. So no live uh versions to play, but uh I did happen upon three covers. You ready to talk about some covers?
3: Yes. Okay. Indeedy.
0: So this fellow uh puerco music, I I did find out this guy's real name at some point and forgot it. I mean, I've just I shoved new podcast information in one year and then something else falls out the other side. Um, I want to say his name was Eric, but I could be wrong, but Puerco music is the YouTube channel. It used to be called shameless covers by Puerco, which I liked a lot. So he's, he's no longer. He's he's full of shame. Now he's no longer shameless.
4: Oh dear. So that sounds like a TMBG song in the making. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
0: 22, only 22 views on this one. And I think I'm four of those. Um, but he gives a strong showing here, so I'm gonna drop that in right here. Do you recall
2: someone you haven't thought about in a long time? That one with the tiny face is he now on your mind. I was never much in your life, but now you. trying to read. You can only think of me. You can only think of me. You can only think of me. I pronounce these words with unbearable precision. You can only think of me. You're a parent, the fact that you can only think of me. You can only think of me. You can only think of me. Everywhere you look.
0: So what did you think of his take on this from just about a year ago? He posted this.
4: What did you think? Yeah, it's quite recent. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought he really captured the voice at the beginning. Yeah. I thought, like, ooh, really, really going for it.
0: <laughs> I like the, uh, how the tempo just like, just like takes off. Yeah. Like just All of a sudden he's just, whoo. Yeah, like, it
4: just kicks in.
0: Like punk rock energy or like, I don't know. It's like, it's like mountain goats like uh, velocity strumming
4: <laughs> yeah like, yeah the frantic someone get this guy a boom box <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah like the front frantic guitar like kind of you know yeah not like yelling but yeah like the kind of frenetic Uh, vibes and like it really suits this song again like like we said earlier it's like that kind of panicky vibes so uh, i thought i thought he captured it i think we captured it really well
0: it fits for sure and isn't the webcam the modern version of the boombox really
4: (laughs) (laughs) yes like a little grainy low-res webcam
0: right like i just gotta (laughs) get this down i'm not gonna set up mics you know (laughs) i'm not gonna run a whole lot of cables around and do all this let's just Flip open the laptop and record. There we go. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Porco Music on YouTube. Yeah, he came roaring on the scene about a year ago, posting a whole bunch of TMBG videos. So he's he's made it onto the episodes quite a bit. And I should figure out what his name is again and get him on the show, I think. Seems like, uh, great. Seems like about time next up is puppet head not the band the puppet heads uh featuring our very own rachel jones this is puppet head i'm not exactly sure who this is either right i feel like i could probably find out fairly shortly so puppet head i'm all you can think about let's uh let's check this out
4: I was really surprised to find an instrumental yeah cover but then when i thought about it it may it makes sense because like we're saying it's such a bombastic song and like with the, with the horns and, and the sax and everything it is it is actually a very instrumental song so it really worked
0: yeah i like the um the kind of midi saxophone on there mm-hmm. and there's kind of like chiming sounds and um but I think instrumental is kind of the, the, the deal here. Is from what I can recall, all the covers from Puppet Head that I've played have been all instrumental, and sometimes they're pretty much just like piano. So this one has a little more um, fleshed-out arrangement going on. I think it's a I think it's a good uh, yeah, it's a good instrumental take, like it still keeps it very interesting even without, you know, lyrics and voice.
4: Yeah, definitely. Like the music itself, it's so it's still very unique (laughs) and um, very random in a sense. So yeah, this was this was super fun.
0: And the uh, just the the static image on the video is the uh, the tiny faced person. (laughs)
4: Mr. Tiny Face got his top hat on. He's ready to go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, someone commented. Someone just commented on it uh, when they put it out. Said, "Ha ha, tiny face."
4: (laughs) and the the reply is absolutely minuscule
0: (laughs) and now to the the most unique of them all I had to save this one for last we've got I'm guessing this guy's name is Jim but the YouTube uh, channel is Jim Lap Lap Bap Jim Lap (laughs) Bap on YouTube and this is uh, listed as Renaissance Madrigal Style I'm all you can think about let's Check this out. Do
2: you recall Call someone you, you haven't thought about in a long time? time. That man with the tiny face, is, is he now on your mind? I was, I was never moved much moved in your life, up, but now you can only think of me. When you're concentrating on someone else, you can only think you of me. Your, your attention, attention wanders when you're trying to read, read. you can, can only think of me. You can oh. only, think, oh. of you can only think, think of me. You can only think, think of me. la 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 la. Fa la la la, fa la la la, la la I pronounce these words with unbearable precision. You can only think, think of me. You you're a parrot. Not let's be lies. The fact that you, you can, can only think, think, of me, think, think, think of me. You you can, can only, only think of me. You think can only think of, think of, of me. me. Everywhere, everywhere you go, everywhere you go, everything you smell, everything, everything you, smell, you smell reminds you of me as well. la la la, la la la, la 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 you can only think of me you can only think of me when you're so how about that?
4: this is absolutely wild of all that you know I didn't even really expect there to be many covers of this song because like you're saying like it's it's quite a random one yeah but then to find a cover like this wow <laughs> it's just taken it taken it to a whole new level but it I don't know, like but i don't remember, like, why does this genre suit this song so much? It's yeah. like perfect. Is <laughs> it's, it's just yeah, it's just the mashup we didn't know that we needed.
0: <laughs> this, I mean, this person definitely is well versed in this style. I'm guessing that at the very least they're a choir person, but maybe even like performed at Renaissance fairs. Like it's it's just it's nailed like nailed it like this style. And this is not a popular style these days. This is not a style that I run across a lot in the covers sections. And I immediately uh, put a link in the, the, the covers crew with Facebook messages I got tagging Carrie Hearn. Carrie, I I mean, she's one of the only people I've known to have done a TMBG adjacent cover in a Renaissance style. And uh, that is from the my, our very own uh, team BP presents Roman covers where Carrie did uh, her cover of the John Linnell Roman songs uh, track uh heck qu- estres I'm already losing my Latin I haven't practiced it enough <laughs> the uh the third track on the uh Roman songs which Carrie did with her sister and it involves recorders and voice and it was very well done so I sent that tagged her immediately in that and she was like oh my god it works perfectly (laughs) it really does so jim it really does mr lap bap (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) I also love the visuals which is just like still images of him singing it i noticed at the beginning here there's a little like a little disclaimer i guess it says i wanted to do at least a lip-sync video but the music was too complicated to pull off in one night. So I took pictures of what I might have looked like.
4: <laughs> My, this is going back to the, you know, the modern boomerangs, the the webcam vibes. It's just, you know, he clearly needed, he wanted to do this all in one night, you know, one and done. <laughs> Bush, upload it to YouTube. Just take, take some pictures for the video instead. And the That's photos funny. are like,
0: he's like in front of his closet and there's like, yeah.
4: like <laughs> clothes
0: on hangers the one that's like kind of pointing down, it's just it's just like a pile of clothes there, and what looks like a dehumidifier or something like that. It's just like, like you really just like snap, snap, snap. All right, that's the visual for the. Well done. <laughs> but I mean, musically it is just perfection. It is something very uh, unique to put in the cover section. I love when I stumble across something like really out there. Uh, so, Jim, good on you, amazing.
4: Yeah, you smashed it.
0: Yeah, and we're to the point of the episode where we must score this song, and you must go first. So, what are you thinking? Scale of zero to ten. I'm all you can think about. What are we thinking?
4: Oh, I'm a, I'm very guilty of, of, of rankings. Like to me, everything, just most things. I'm just like nine or ten. <laughs> if it's a song I like by band I like, I'm like. 10 out of 10. But I, I had to have a thing. I was like, you can't just, you know, rank everything 9 out of 10 or 10 out of it. it's just, That's just silly. But I do love this song. So I've decided to go with a very healthy 7.9. Yeah. I think it's fun. It's unique. It's silly. It's got a silly voice. It's got the, the sax. It's got an organ. It's it's just great. It's, yeah. So, you know, 7.9. So, not, you know, it's obviously not like a, you know, an Anna Eng, but I think it deserves a, a good, strong. Yeah. 7.9. Not quite eight, but, you know. Just, I think you're, I think it's fun. I think
0: you're dead on there, you know. I, I, I don't know if this is a first, but I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, match you there with 7.9. I think that is Woo. dead on there. Accurate. Cause I was, yeah, I was like, oh, is it eight or not? And then, so I was just kind of s- scrolling up through my spreadsheet here of how I've ranked things. And yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'd say I'm stingy, but you know, I want to make sure the songs like, I (laughs) really love them. I mean, the last song I've gone over eight with was my man. And that was like 12 episodes ago or something like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think 7.9 seems about right. Matching it up with the, Piece of dirt is the last seven point nine I gave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. And a point one below Andine. Andine got an eight. Oh, that was with Abby.
4: Oh, I love. It. I have to say, like Back to Skull is probably my favorite EP. Yeah.
0: Again, these EP so tracks. I
4: agree. That's that is just absolute gold from start to finish. I love spine alone, but oh, Back to Skull. Oh. so many
0: great songs in their eps and these ep songs i mean with a few exceptions never get played live (laughs) if something gets stuck on an ep you're probably not gonna see it live
4: wave goodbye to it (laughs) and it's like maybe you were super lucky like at the time when it came out but even then it's god it's super unlikely
0: i would kill to hear welcome to the jungle live
4: oh can you imagine this is my i'm putting it out there in the universe surprise me in november with these uk shows we got to mix it up over the nine days <laughs> you know i wouldn't accept it i'm gonna hear flood uh nine times but you know there's still so much room in the set list you know we yes. could be we could be shoving some random yes. things in there i mean there's
0: so yeah. much so much room since around is one of the few exceptions is an ep track that's been played but still only 21 times
4: Yeah, not for a very long time.
0: Yeah. Okay. And now to the plugs. Is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners about?
4: Yeah, you can follow me on my Instagram. It's called Sonic Stitchery. So I've got a bit of a craft project at the moment relating to They Might Be Giants. Um, I'm like an embroiderer and my, my big, long-term project at the moment is that I'm decorating a jacket with all sorts of tmbg related things Ooh. I wanted it to be ready in time for when I went to New York in January and that did not happen so the, it was you know there was there was quite a few bits on there but you know there was still much more denim to be covered so now the new mm-hmm. goal is we have until November which feels like very futuristic but in craft terms is no time at you all so it. you can follow me there. Um, I'll be posting pictures of all the little patches I've made. Uh, ones I've done already, I embroidered the Apollo 18 Space Shuttle. I think That's my favorite one that I've done. Oh, yeah, I've I'm looking done... at it right now.
0: Sonic Stitchery, <laughs> I found you. Oh, yeah, that's cute ah, right in the pocket yeah. there. <laughs>
4: Yeah. I put it on the, the right side. So when you're looking at me, it's on the same side, that it is on the album. That's a detail that probably yeah, only uh... I will ever notice or know about. But yeah, I think that yeah, the yeah, little Apollo 18 is my favorite. And at the moment, uh, it's going to take forever, but I'm trying to stitch the Dr. Worm from the Kablam video
0: oh, <laughs> which nice. is
4: going to be quite, quite the job, but I think I can do it.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that's great stuff here. The, uh, the the chess master there is looks perfect. The oh, I love the little the little dial song phone with the uh, cigar.
4: Oh yeah, he's really cute. <laughs> that that one's really fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was cute. Okay, cool. And people know where they can find this. Might be a pod, but yeah, if you want to send in uh, your thoughts. What are your favorite EP tracks? What do you want to hear them play live that they've never done? Call me at two two four eight zero one two nine three zero 2930 or email me at this might be a pod at gmail. Uh if you want to support the show even more than listening, you can go to patreon.com slash this might be a Sophie, your debut on the show. You uh you nailed it. Nice work, Sophie.
4: Oh, thank you very much. Oh. Ah.
0: Thanks for being on. That was
4: fun. I was super nervy in the lead up for it, but it's all good. (laughs) You did it. Woo. It was so fun. So fun.